Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Sinclair Broadcast Group Inc., ticker symbol SBGI. So we're looking at the business today as a subscriber request. Thanks for Tony for recommending the company. Right now, Sinclair is trading for $19.43 per share. Over the last year, their stock price is down 33%. Over five years, their stock price is down 42% overall, which is 10.5% compounded annually. Over 10 years, however, the business is compounding at a rate of just about 4% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last nearly 18 years, Sinclair Broadcast Group is compounding their stock price at a rate of 5% annually. While this would be significantly below the S&P 500 over this period, keep in mind that the company pays out dividends in addition to this. Currently, the business pays out a 5.15% dividend yield, which is significantly better than that of the dividend yield of an S&P 500 ETF. So their average dividend yields throughout this time frame would be in addition to this compounded annual return in their stock price. So Sinclair is currently trading $5 above their 52-week low. They're down $12 from their 52-week high. Right now, the company has about 4% of their shares outstanding currently sold short. And Sinclair has a $1.3 billion market cap but they have about a $5.3 billion total enterprise value. For additional background about the business, Sinclair Broadcast Group is the second largest television station operator in the United States, with 185 stations in 85 markets. Of the firm's roughly 600 channels, over 150 are affiliated with the four national broadcasters, Fox, ABC, CBS, and NBC, with over 80 other channels on networks aligned with the CW, which is Nexstar, and My Network TV, which is Fox. The firm also owns the Tennis Channel and four multicast networks. Via the 2019 purchase of Fox Sports Networks from Disney, Sinclair is now the largest owner of Diamond Sports, which operates regional sports networks with 19 Bally's-branded RSNs, covering 42 NBA, MLB, and NHL teams, along with the Marquee Sports Network, the home of the Chicago Cubs. Sinclair Broadcast Group was founded in 1986 and is headquartered in Hunt Valley, Maryland. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Sinclair based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is an evolving, improving process that will get better over time. It's still a work in progress, and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by asking for a benchmark of 14% or higher here, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. So Sinclair's returns on capital have been sporadic throughout this time frame. Part of this is due to some of their acquisitions. The business had very low returns on capital in 2021. Over their last 12 months, they've earned about an 8.5% return on capital. However, when we average out these past five fiscal years, Sinclair is only earning about a 7% return on capital. That's just about in line with the returns of a typical business. So that's not going to be above our benchmark, and this is going to be an X to start things off on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high-level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. This metric is going to be all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be 
up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. So over this time, Sinclair Broadcast Group has grown their revenues by about 70%. So that strong revenue growth driven in part based off of their acquisition of Fox Sports in 2019. The company's net incomes are up five times over this period. Over their last 12 months, the company has earned $2.5 billion, which is drastically above any of these other previous years, and that was principally driven by a large gain that the business had from a sale of assets. So you can dig in and learn more about that to understand that transaction in more detail. Additionally, over this period as well, from 2017 until today, the company's free cash flows are up 31% over this time. So this is growth across the board here for Sinclair. This is our first check of the day coming in here on metric number two. And it's great to see that the business has had positive free cash flows in all five of these years because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business. And a business can use its free cash flows to buy back shares, pay down debt, pay dividends, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into the business. Nice to see such strong growth for Sinclair. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Sinclair on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. Again, their earnings are up five times over this period because of that one-time gain because of their sale of assets. They earned $3.3 billion from that asset sale. So the company has earned $34.84 for each share that they've had outstanding over their last 12 months alone. So this is strong earnings per share growth here for Sinclair. This is a check on metric number three. There's something we wanna look at additionally for Sinclair for this metric, which involves taking a look at their shares outstanding. Typically we're looking at a business's shares outstanding here anyways. Sinclair really highlights the need to do that because over the last five years and principally since 2018, Sinclair has bought back 29% of their shares outstanding. This is a huge reduction in their share count and this is likely a very strong sign for long-term shareholders in the business because it signals management's belief about the company overall and their commitment to return capital to shareholders in a pretty mature industry. So Sinclair has bought back nearly a third of their shares outstanding over this short time frame. And this is really important because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. So when a business buys back stock by decreasing the number of shares that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which ultimately is gonna increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So it's almost as if the company is making a partial acquisition of itself. And so just like with any other acquisition, we want a business to be getting more value than the price that they're paying. So in practical terms, this means that we want companies buying back shares when their stock price is trading for below their intrinsic value, and it looks like an attractive use of their capital relative to some of their other opportunities. This has seemingly been what Sinclair's management has thought over this time frame, and Sinclair has really had some of the strongest buybacks of any business in the entire stock market over this time frame. Next up for metric number four, here we're looking for something similar to our previous metric. So we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, Sinclair had positive free cash flows in all five of these years, and their free cash flows have grown over this time. So because of their growth in their free cash flows and their massive share buybacks, this is a check here on metric number four. As over their last 12 months, Sinclair has produced $6.36 of free cash flow for each share that they have outstanding. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't wanna be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are gonna be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that the business has produced over the last five years. Sinclair took on quite a bit of debt in 2019 to 
fund their Fox Sports acquisition. So they ended fiscal 2021 with $11.7 billion worth of net debt, much of this fueled by long-term debt. Currently, the business only has $3.8 billion of net debt. Even still, with $3.8 billion in net debt currently, over the last five fiscal years, Sinclair has only produced $3.3 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that this is still an X on metric number five. Over the last 12 months, the business has produced about $460 million worth of free cash flow. So if we were to extrapolate that out into the future, that doesn't look like it would be able to support the company's debt load. However, to determine whether this debt is really going to be a potential concern or not for you, especially as you're digging in and doing more work, is going to depend on looking at their debt profile in more detail. The company will break this out in their filings where you can understand how this debt is structured, when it matures, and what rates it's at. Again, though, this is an X on metric number five, and so far through our first five metrics, we have three checks and two Xs for Sinclair Broadcast Group. So then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business and potentially give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. So currently, Sinclair Broadcast Group has a $5.3 billion total enterprise value, and we're utilizing their enterprise value here because this takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. We learned in our last metric that the business has produced $3.3 billion of free cash flow over their last five years, meaning that in an average year, Sinclair is producing about $660 million worth of free cash flow. When we divide their $660 million of their average free cash flow by their $5.3 billion total enterprise value, that gives us over a 12% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. So this is a check here on metric number six, as it does look like based off their historical free cash flows, that there would be potentially a large risk premium being offered here for Sinclair. It's very important to note though that the business did have this major decline in their enterprise value in May of 2022. So these results reflect the deconsolidation of the local sports segment comprised of regional sports networks, which are owned and operated by Diamond Sports Group. So that will have an impact on how the company reports its financials going forward. So then also to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $460 million of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $5.3 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about an 8.7% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for Sinclair. That's also above that 5% risk premium we're ideally seeking. So it looks like that's giving a potential slight risk premium here as well compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. And that's more than twice the treasury yield currently. So just because this is a check here on both an average and a current basis for Sinclair doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to run out and go buy the business. This type of analysis is not financial advice and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. This is one of our six metrics and while these metrics are simple, they're meant to be taken in holistically and when combined together, they can be very powerful. And additionally, we've still got some interesting aspects of Sinclair's business left to cover. Then here as a bonus, we're taking a look at Sinclair's dividend profile. So currently Sinclair pays out a 5.15% dividend yield, which is significantly better than that of the dividend yield of an S&P 500 ETF. However, it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business because people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends. So you also want to understand if a company's dividend is well supported by their abilities to produce either earnings or free cash flows depending on the type of business. For Sinclair, we want their dividends to be well supported by their free cash flows. And that's been the case in all five of these years. Again, keep in mind that there are competing uses of free cash flow in a business. So some of Sinclair's free cash flows are also likely needing to go to service their debt load. 
Even still, they've supported their dividend payouts with their free cash flows in all five of these years and over their last 12 months as well. And so even with a very high dividend yield for the business, it does look like their dividend would be in reasonably healthy shape. Keep in mind that this is a snapshot of the last five years of their performance, and this is no guarantee for how the future will look like for the business. There could be potential other concerns here that you would want to take into mind as well that may not be reflected in their current financials. Then everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Sinclair, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair intrinsic value for Sinclair Broadcasting Group. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. Here we're starting with the business's current free cash flows and using historical growth assumptions based off how the business has grown these free cash flows dating back all the way till 1990 in order to give us a baseline projected estimate of the business going forward over the next 20 years. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether these assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable going forward for the business. But if we assume that the business can grow their free cash flows at a rate of 5% annually for the next 10 years, and then assume that this growth slows down to 4% annually for the 10 years out after that, if we add in their tangible book value, which will be skewed here based off of the company's buybacks, However, the business still does have a lot of debt, especially relative in absolute terms to their market cap, so you'd want to dig in and understand what would be a more reasonable approximation for this. But if we were seeking a 15% rate of return, which is the rate of return that Warren Buffett is ideally looking for in his investments, keep in mind too that he's also seeking a significant margin of safety based off of how he assesses the industry that a business operates in and the competitive dynamics of that business and industry, then it does look like at today's current valuations of Sinclair that a reasonably fair value for the business is right around $20 per share. That's just about in line with their current stock price. Please keep in mind some caveats here is one is that there's been a lot of mergers and acquisitions and transaction history for Sinclair in recent years. The business also has a lot of debt, so their free cash flows may not be as predictable as the free cash flows of some other types of businesses, especially as they're still consolidating and deconsolidating some of these financial statements. Also, we would not be doubly counting their dividends, so their dividend yield of 5.15% would be included in this 15% discount rate. Please be mindful of the fact of the need to dig in and do more work here, and that this type of analysis is not financial advice, it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security, and before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about our summary for Sinclair, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those that support the key points around a potential short or a potential long thesis of the company? Starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for Sinclair, number one, the addition of regional sports networks will help Sinclair drive more advantageous retransmission and affiliate fee agreements with pay TV distributors. Number two, Sinclair's size and reach will help attract more national advertisers and increase political ad spending. And number three, the regional sports network acquisitions decrease the dependence on the more cyclical advertising revenue. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the business, number one, the major networks may not renew affiliate agreements with Sinclair, and Sinclair in turn would lose popular sports and news content. Number two, retransmission and affiliate fees are under pressure from pay television, losing subscribers to cord cutting, while network affiliate and sports right fees continue to increase. And then number three, declining local news consumption hurts local advertising revenue growth, which is still a significant source of revenue for Sinclair. So hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the key qualitative aspects of the business. Now it's time for our wrap up. So in summary, Sinclair checks the box on four out of our six metrics today. The business is earning just average returns on capital. However, they have grown their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows over the last five years. 
Very significantly, the business has brought back 29% of their shares outstanding. They're one of the leading companies in terms of share buybacks over this last five-year period. Additionally, while the company did cut down their debt by deconsolidating some of their financial statements, it still looks like if we extrapolate their current free cash flows out into the future that they would not be able to fully support their debt load, although it looks more reasonable than what it has in the past. Again, if you're potentially concerned about their debt load, you would want to dig in and understand the finer details there. Then, both on an average and a current basis of their free cash flows to their enterprise value, when we compare that to the yield of the 10-year treasury, it does look like Sinclair is potentially offering an attractive risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury right now. Keep in mind, though, that the company, again, has quite a bit of debt to it and that the majority of their enterprise value is made up of their debt load. Looking at their dividend profile, Sinclair has been able to support their dividends with their free cash flows in all five of the previous five fiscal years, and they've supported that over their last 12 months as well. And then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Sinclair, if you've done the work and you believe that those historical growth assumptions are going to be potentially accurate and applicable going forward for the business, and you are able to validate an appropriate tangible book value for the company, then it looks like from today's valuations, if you are seeking a 15% rate of return from Sinclair Broadcasting Group, that a reasonable, fair, intrinsic value for the business is around $20 per share. So that's right about their current stock price. Please keep in mind the points that we had discussed previously and that this would be significantly outpacing how Sinclair has performed over the past two decades or so. So this may not be as accurate for Sinclair as it would be for some other types of businesses. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Sinclair Broadcast Group. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track, buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business and you can truly understand the ins and outs of that business and understand what's important and what's not important for the company going forward. Ultimately, learning about the business accurately, completely, and then going back and asking yourself, what did you miss in order to come to the underlying essence of the business? So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Sinclair and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Sinclair Broadcast Group, Inc., ticker symbol SBGI. Again, thank you for Tony for recommending the business as a subscriber request. So I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. And if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time.
Thanks for learning about Sinclair with me and have a great day.